You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Welcome down to Socks in the Basement. My name is Chris Lanuti. Belly on up to my nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one or just have one where you're at. It's time for White Sox Baseball. 2020 simulated ever since opening day only at Socks in the Basement and SocksInTheBasement.com. And it's brought to you by Cork and Carry at the Park. Found at the corner of 33rd and Princeton. A Southside tradition. Make them part of your rotation. Get the amazing food, the pulled pork nachos, the wings, the wraps, the dogs, the burgers, everything on the menu, and take a look at it right now through Grubhub or at CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. We are in the middle of a four-game set against the Minnesota Twins. The standings right now, Twins 34-18 and in first place. The White Sox 31-20, two and a half games back. And the Indians 29-23, five out. And while the Twins have spanked the Indians when they go up against each other, the White Sox have taken three out of five with two more left in this road series. They've also held down Josh Donaldson. He's got a solo home run and nothing else. In the offseason, it was all about getting pitching. We talked about it here on Sacks in the Basement. Names like Keiko, Odorizzi, Kenta Maeda, Gio Gonzalez. Well, when the offseason dust settled, we ended up with Keiko and Gonzalez. They ended up with Maeda and retained Odorizzi with a qualifying offer. Game one, Gio Gonzalez started a game that we eventually won. Game two, Jake Odorizzi started a game that they eventually won. Game three, Dallas Keuchel versus Kenta Maeda. You couldn't write it any better. We head out right now to enemy territory. The White Sox versus the Twins. Target Field, Saturday, now. Hello, White Sox fans. Welcome to Minneapolis, Minnesota. An AL Central matchup between the Chicago White Sox at 31-20 and 20 and the 34-18 and 18 Minnesota Twins. We're here at Target Field where the Sox are wearing some throwback jerseys and ready to rock on a Saturday afternoon. Ken Maeda, 11 starts, 3-3 three three record, 4.58 earned run average, over 57 innings, a 1.32 whip, 48 strikeouts to 22 walks, 53 hits over those 57 innings. The righty steps in after spending several years with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And he will face Leary Garcia to lead off the game. Leary's playing short today for Tim Anderson. He's hitting 270, coming off a grand slam last night here. Gave the White Sox a 5-3 lead before it fell apart later on in the game. The Sox eventually fell 6-5. First pitch inside for a strike. 0-1 the count. We're underway. Game three of this series. First pitch at 1-11 this afternoon. Next pitch on the outside corner. Four seamer misses. 1-1 one one the count. Sacks basically using all the starters with the exception of Anderson in today's lineup. 1-1 one one count. The pitch on the way. Pops straight back to the catcher. And he's gone. One out here in the top of the first. Yasmani Grandal steps in. He's hitting 308 on the season. Batting lefty against the righty Maeda. Swings and misses at a four-seam fastball. The wind blowing straight out to right field again today. 
We saw that yesterday night. And both teams took advantage of it. Twins put a few of them into the jet stream in right field on the line. Larry Garcia did the same. Dave Lawrence, the umpire behind the plate, calls a ball. The count is even one and one. My eight into the wind. This one's chopped up the middle to second base. A shift was on for Grandal, so they eat it up with a guy standing right behind second. Over to first, there's two gone to start off this game. Jose Abreu's up to 267. If they're getting dangerously close to dropping into the 250s. He's got 11 home runs on the season, including one in this series. And he stands up at the plate with two outs in the top of the first. Rifles the first pitch towards left field. Polanco grabs it. Jump throw. Can't get it over to first base in time. And Abreu is safe. Not only did he beat the throw, but first baseman was pulled off the bag. I've been watching Polanco now for the last couple games. I'm going to tell you something right now. Tim Anderson's a better defender. There's no doubt about it. TA's got better range, better accuracy over to first base, and actually feels the ground balls better. And I have never been a big fan of TA's defense. But you really appreciate him after you watch Polanco over there at short. 322 is what Yuan Moncada's hitting. Nine homers, 29 RBI. Stands in with the ball already against him. 1-0 the count. Hitting from the left side, of course, against the righty Maeda. Abreu's on first as he swings and misses at an inside four-seamer. 1-1 the count. His 15 doubles tie him for sixth in all of Major League Baseball right now. So the extra base hits are coming. Add that to the nine home runs. He's doing very well. 1-2 the count as that one catches the outside corner. Next pitch is low. Count is even at two. Maeda goes outside with a slider and misses three and two to count. Full count, two outs, top of the first. And Mancada swings and misses at one inside, but in the zone, it was low. He goes over the top of it. The only White Sox player to not take a rest in some way this weekend. Goes down on strikes. No score going to the bottom of the first. Bottom of the first inning, and Dallas Keiko comes up. Ten starts, 5-1 record, 4.31 earned run average, 56 in the third innings. With 54 hits and 21 walks, it's a 1.33 whip, 48 strikeouts over those 54 innings. He's had more good than bad this year. Overall, he's been solid for this team, and a good pickup. The lefty gets Byron Buxton first, hitting 268 with nine homers and 32 RBIs. First pitch rifled on the first baseline. Fair ball over the base. is going to get in and throw it in. There's going to be a play at second base. He is out at second base. Buxton tries to go for two. Mazzaro did a good job fielding that ball, not letting it get into the corner down the line. Came up throwing and guns out Byron Buxton. And there's one gone. So that's a hit. And he's out trying to advance the second. And there's one out in the bottom of the first inning and nobody on. The count quickly, 0-1 as Keiko gets a strike across to the next batter. A Ray Andreaza comes off the bench hitting 3-11. He's now 1-1 and then fouls one off down the first base line, 1-2 the count quickly. Andreaza, generally a shortstop, not playing that today. Swing and a miss. Two outs here in the bottom of the first. Andreas is playing out in left field today. They're using a lot of the backups. As now Luis Arias sends one out in the right field back towards the wall. It's going to hit at the track. Mazzara misplays it. He's in his second base standing. With two outs, 
A man on second here in the bottom of the first inning. That's going to go down as an E9 on Mazzara as he muffs a play out there at the track and puts the runner on second base. So two outs in the bottom of the first inning. Nelson cruises up. He's one of the few regulars that are playing. I was talking about Polanco earlier, uh, and then all of a sudden I saw running off the field Marwan Gonzalez. I still don't think Polanco's very good at short. We've seen a lot of misplays. But that wasn't him in the first inning. It's Marwan Gonzalez. You got a Reyes over at second. You got a shortstop out in left field today. I'm looking at this lineup now. The Twins set up. Remember we talked about yesterday how the White Sox rested some players coming out of that extra inning game. The Twins played a lot of guys. And clearly today, some of them were not recovered. And so we are kind of getting the B team today. So a big game for the White Sox here. You got to take advantage of that. It's now one and two against Cruz. I'm not saying everybody here is a B-teamer. There's a lot of subs in as that one swung on and missed a changeup inside and low. Cruz goes down swinging, and Keuchel is out of the first. Each team has a hit. Nomar Mazzara has an error, and there's no score going to the top of the second inning. Aloy Jimenez had the day off yesterday. 37 RBIs and 13 home runs go with his 272 average. He bats in the five spot which has been his usual now for a while, and he will lead off the top of the second inning. Maeda, 13 pitches in the first inning, goes for pitch number 14 right here, and it's in the zone, a high fastball. 0-1 the count. Target field, Saturday afternoon here in Minneapolis. This series is tied 1-1. Sox took the first one in 13, and then lost 6-5 last night, so two very close games and seesaw battles. 0-2 the count, now a slider outside misses, 1-2. After Jimenez and Carnacion. The pitch. Swung on and missed a four-seamer inside. He was underneath it. One out, the second strikeout for Maeda. And Encarnacion stands in with an 894 OPS. First pitch is high, a four-seamer. 1-0 the count, I lead with the OPS. I can also tell you about the 13 home runs and the 29 RBIs. But if you're a batting average guy, it's only 248. The 1-0 pitch checks it up, 2-0. He leads the team in walks and leads the team in strikeouts right now. The extra base hits and all the on-base points that he gets for the walks is the reason why his OPS is so high. Well, the average is below 250. 3-0 the count now, the pitch on the way. Swung on and missed a four-seamer, three and one. Nomar Mazzara stands on deck with the start in right field today. The 3-1 pitch. Swung on and sent out deep in the left field, tailing back towards the wall. But it will not get out. Caught at the track. It's a fly out for Encarnacion. And there's two gone here in the top of the second inning. Nomar Mazzara steps up, hitting 205 with five homers and 16 RBIs. His on-base percentage is only 305. And this White Sox game in every simulated game from Sox in the basement brought to you by Cork and Carey at the park over at 33rd and Princeton as Mazzara puts this one out in the right field. He found some room to get a ground ball through a shift. It was like everybody was standing over there. In fact, they're actually going to call this an error on the first baseman. So two errors in this game. We were making fun of the official score. He wouldn't give one out the last two days. Maybe they got a new guy in there. Because now it's errors everywhere. As Nick Mandrigal stands in, hitting 234 with a home run and 11 RBIs with two outs. Top of the second inning. 
And Mazzara on first base. Maeda waits for the signal, and now the pitch. An outside slider misses 1-0. Luis Robert, the center fielder, stands on deck. Mandrigal has scored three times in his last three games and hitting well over 300 in his last 10. Four-seam fastball, he swings underneath it, one and one the count. Now an inside four-seamer, misses two and one. Mads has been very patient at the plate. Lifts this one out into the left center field gap, but it's going to hang up there too long. The catch is made, and this half inning is over. We go to the bottom of the second inning, still no score here in Minnesota. When I said the backups were in, that didn't mean Josh Donaldson wasn't playing. 375 is what he's hitting so far. 19 home runs, 52 RBIs. He only has one hit, a home run, in that 13-inning affair. Otherwise, nada. He struck out four times yesterday against the White Sox. Three from Giolito. Outside pitch goes for a ball, 1-0 the count. So far, White Sox pitching has found a way to keep him down with the exception of one mistake really early in the first game from Reynaldo Lopez and a two-seamer swung over, 1-1 the count. Donaldson so frustrated yesterday after the third strikeout broke the bat over his knee, threw the pieces at his own dugout because it's the bat's fault. Swing and a miss on a changeup, 1-2. Looking around the league right now, a lot of day baseball going on. The Rangers leading in Kansas City early in the second inning, 2-0. An outside changeup misses, 2-2 two and two the count. Keiko only needed 10 pitches in the first inning. Has thrown four so far here in this inning. He's got the leadoff man for the inning, Donaldson, 2-2. Two and two. Now this one's fouled back a two-seamer into the stands. Count remains even. Into the wind of the pitch. Just misses the inside corner. Rondell tried to frame that up, couldn't get it. Count is full now with Garver on deck. Keiko gets Davidson to foul that one off down the first baseline. will reset. Now Donaldson rifles this one in the right field. That's a solid base hit in front of Mazzara. The leadoff man is on after he goes full. We weren't going to keep him down the entire series. That moves him into a tie for third place in all the American League for the most amount of hits with 66 by a single player. Mitch Garver's up. He has a home run in this series. It was a big one. A two-run home run that sent in an Astros the other night. 12 total, 34 RBIs to go with a 314 batting average. And he has caught all three games so far in this series for the Twins. He's an Iron Man. As an inside two-seamer catches the zone, 0-1 oh, the count. He's two for five with a strikeout, lifetime against Keuchel. Next pitch high and inside, he went around enough that's going to be called a strike. 0-2. Keuchel checks the runner, Donaldson at first, and now gets him to swing at a low outside two-seamer, three pitches, three strikes, and the third strikeout for Dallas Keuchel as Mitch Garver goes and sits down. He'll get his catching gear on and get ready for the next half inning. And there's one gone now here in the bottom of the second. Max Kepler comes up, killing the White Sox. You look at what he's been doing in this series. He came in as a pinch runner, so he didn't really have anything to do in game one. Two homers and a ground rule double yesterday. He was the difference in that entire game. 
raises the average 15 points to 220. He's got 12 homers so far in the season now, but he's quickly 0-2 after Keiko gets the lower inside portion of the zone against the lefty. Lefty on lefty action. One out. Bob in a second. Swing and a miss. Keiko sits him down too. So Dallas cruising right now. After Donaldson goes deep into a count against him and gets a single. Two gone. Miguel Sano comes up. He's in the eighth spot. 44 RBIs. That's sixth in the American League. We've only seen him ban the eight and nine spots in this lineup this weekend. When we saw Miguel early in the season, he was the four hitter when the Sox took two out of three from the Twins. I want to say it was the second weekend of the season. Now he's 1-0 with a man on first and two outs in the bottom of the second. Next pitch, drilled deep. They're not getting that one. Sano's like, I want back in that four spot. He's killing it these days. Two-run home run that may land now. And that was deep, 457 feet. A 457-foot bomb that got out of here at 110.1 miles per hour on the exit velocity. I'm going to look at the replay and tell you if it made it to the third deck in target field, out in left center field. That was a rocket. They're showing it right now here on the scoreboard. I couldn't tell if it went upper deck or third deck. Oh, that's a three-decker. That's a three-decker. He put that halfway up in the third deck in target field and left center field. As Marwan Gonzalez comes in, hitting 231 with two homers and eight RBI. And the Twins lead 2-0 here in the bottom of the second. Pico gives up a leadoff single to Donaldson, strikes out the next two guys on six pitches. And then serves up a bomb to Miguel Sano. And now he's 1-1 one one to Marwan Gonzalez, the nine-hitter. I felt good. Then all of a sudden, wow. You know, Sano's got power. He doesn't belong at the bottom of the lineup. They're trying some things here, obviously, in Minnesota. I expect him to be in the middle of the lineup again the next time we see them. Now a base hit in front of Robert in the center field, and Keuchel needs to settle down. Coop's going to come out and talk with him. Wants to make sure he knows what he's doing. Just giving him a moment. Out on the mound. Kind of catches breath. Byron Buxton's coming up. He's one for one with a single in the first, but he was thrown out trying to make a single into a double. Nomar Mazara made a great play. Two outs here in the bottom of the second inning. Keuchel's up to 30 pitches. 20 so far in this inning. And two runs given up. For the first time all series, the Twins struck first with that two-run home run. The White Sox struck first in the first two games. A strike on the inside corner to Buxton. Next one outside. A changeup misses. One and one the count. Going around the horn, we got Grandal behind the plate. Abreu at first. Mandrigal at second. Shortstops Garcia. Mancada's at third. Jimenez out and left as he watches a foul ball down the third base line roll towards the crowd. Center field's Luis Robert and right field Nomar Mazzara. Encarnacion is the DH. Ground ball over to Mancotti. He's going to flip it over to second. Mandrigal touches the bag, the force out, and the fielder's choice ends the inning. But after two, the good guys trail by two here in Minnesota. Luis Robert, the nine here for the White Sox, leads off this inning. 
He had a nice game one against this team. He's hitting 211 now. Been getting the bat on the ball more often lately. Takes an outside four seamer for a ball, 1-0. He went three for six in the opener with three singles. Scored a couple of times. I believe he had an RBI in there as well. And maybe a stolen base or two. Get him on, he's dangerous. The 1-0 pitch is fouled back into the backstop. 1-1 the count. Top of the third inning means it's the Family Waterproofing Solutions third inning. As Roberts swings and misses at a circle change, 1-2. Veteran-owned, female-owned, family-owned. On the southwest side of Chicago. This one's rifled out of the left center field. Get down, get down. It does not. Nice play made out there in the gap. He just barely got to it. There's one gone, and Larry Garcia comes up for a second at bat of the game. 0 for 1 after popping out to the catcher in the first inning. Average has dropped into the 260s now after a hot start to this season. And Family Waterproofing Solutions has been inundated over the last couple of weeks. And we appreciate you supporting them. Remember, video conferencing. They'll give you estimates with pictures if you need to do it. They want it your business, but they want to do it safe. They don't want to intrude upon your house during this time of pandemic. As Garcia rifles this one out in the left field, it's going to be a can of corn. And there's two gone in the top of the third. And a portion of proceeds from every Family Waterproofing Solutions job goes to veteran organizations and first responders. Don't forget to ask about the socks and basement deals. Details coming up halfway through this inning. Which hopefully won't be immediately as Yasmani Grandal stands in. Batting lefty against the righty. Four home runs and 11 RBI over his last 10 games. But he takes a strike there. 0-1 the count. And he's already 0-1 in the game. Maeda sitting on 35 pitches here with two outs in the top of the third into the wind. Petra sets up on the outside. Swing and a miss at a four-seamer. Perfectly placed into the glove. 0-2 the count. Sox trailing 2-0 here in the top of the third inning, but it's early. A low and away circle change misses one and two. We said it both games. The early innings are just the prelude to the fireworks to come between these two offenses. As a slider inside misses two and two the count. Yasmani Grandal lifts this one down the third base line, but it is going to be caught near the track. Quite a workout out in left field today. Sox keep hitting it there, but he keeps catching them. Midway through to third, 2-0 Minnesota. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria, making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at Family Basement Waterproofing. 
Ray Ray Andriza, a shortstop that's playing left field today. We were just talking about how he's getting a ton of work. And he's fresh because he doesn't play that often. He's 0 for 1 in this game and 1 and 0 in the count as Keiko goes into the wind and misses low on a changeup, 2 and 0. So he's generally a shortstop, sometimes plays second, but today they have Mountain left and he's fielding his position very well as he takes an inside two seamer, 2 and 1 now the count. Keiko working quickly, tosses in the Grandal and misses on the outside corner, 3 and 1. So Andriza is a hitter's count. The righty waits for the next one. That's a strike on the outside corner. On a cut fastball, he's got to get back in the box. He started running down to first base, three and two. Umpires hate that. Now he's going to chop one to Keiko. He's going to flip it over to Abreu at first. And that's one out. Sox coming in this game. Two and a half games back from the Twins. Twins at 34 and 18. Sox at 31 and 20. Every game has been close with the exception of one blowout, which the White Sox put on the Twins. As Luis Areas steps in the lefty, takes a two-seamer high from the lefty Keuchel. 1-0 the count. Areas has 65 hits on the season, so here's a guy who's also up at the top of the American League in the hits category. I want to say he's tied for fourth right now. We did not see him yesterday. We saw him on Thursday. The 1-1 pitch. Swung on and missed a two-seamer, 1-2. And And he was a big part of the comeback in the ninth inning for the Twins. Getting on base to lead off that inning. And eventually scoring on the two-run home run hit by Garver. 1-2 the count. One out, bomb in the third inning. Teichel in the wind. The pitch on the way. This is low on a two-seamer. Count is even at two. Dallas using a lot of pitches here early on in the game. Not very efficient. As now Arreaz puts one down the third baseline. Fair ball into the outfield. He's going to stay at first. As Jimenez gets it in quickly. It's the second time we've seen the lefty go oppo down the line in this series. And place that thing just inside the foul line. There's one out in the bottom of the third inning, and Nelson Cruz comes up 0-for-1 with a strikeout in the first inning, sitting on 10 home runs and 27 RBIs to go with his 309 average. Takes a ball inside, 1-0 the count. Reyes has some speed down at first base, but he's not the kind of guy that steals very often. Keiko misses on the outside corner, 2-0. That was a two-seamer. 411 career home runs for Nelson Cruz over 15 seasons. In the twilight of his career, but still very dangerous. Next pitch misses outside, 3-0. Josh Donaldson's on deck, and Keiko really has to get the strike zone under control right now. He's missing a lot of close ones, nibbling. 48 pitches so far, one out here in the bottom of the third. The pitch. Jam shot in the shallow right field. It'll be caught by an oncoming Nomar Mazzara. So luckily he goes after the 3-0 pitch and pops it out. Two gone here in the bottom of the third for Donaldson with a runner on first. He has a single and he scored on a two-run home run later in the inning. 
He comes up here one for one as Keuchel gets ready to throw pitch number 50 on the game. And it's a low changeup, 1-0 oh the count. He's got a 7.73 slugging percentage. And yes, that's first in the American League. That's ridiculous. He also has the highest on-base percentage in the American League right now. He fouls off a two-seam fastball down the first baseline, having an incredible start to his season. Best thing that could happen for the White Sox is the law of averages take over, and he drops back down to where he should be by the end of the year. That would mean he's going to have a really rough back half of the season. This one's fouled off, one and two the count. So far, only two hits in this series for Donaldson. But more than twice than those in strikeouts, and there's another strikeout of him. He swings and misses at a two-seamer right down the middle. Keuchel beats him. Donaldson shakes his head. He's having a hard time against White Sox pitching overall. But the Minnesota Twins lead 2-0 after three. Jose Abreu is going to lead off for the Chicago White Sox. He's one for one in this game. Kenta Maeda, 39 pitches through the first three innings. Kicks off the top of the fourth. The righty into the wind in the pitch. Misses on the outside corner on a slider. 1-0 the count. 190 home runs over his career in the majors. The pitch on the way. Misses inside on a slider, 2-0. Abreu has drawn a lot of walks in this series, but has also had a couple of good hits. Inside pitch down the third baseline. Nice play by Donaldson. A jump throw behind the bag will get Abreu before he can get the first. Caught that ball behind third base, went into foul territory, spun and jumped, and got Abreu by a step and a half. So one out top of the fourth inning. Juan Moncada comes up 0 for 1 with a strikeout in the first. He's hitting 321 with a 948 OPS. He's getting on base at a 377 clip. But he's only 1 for 10 in this series with a double and an RBI. So as Donaldson has struggled, their best hitter, Moncada, one of ours, has also struggled in this series. He's 1-1 one one in the count against Maeda. Now over his last seven games, three homers from Moncada. An inside pitch goes back to the wall. 2-1 the count. So he was hot coming into this series. A low outside pitch misses 3-1 now with Jimenez on deck. Garver sets up on the outside corner. The pitch on the way. Stayed in the zone and was fouled off a four-seamer. Three and two the count. So count full to Juan Moncada. Jimenez on deck. One out. Nobody on. Top of the fourth. Sox down by two. Now he rifles this one out in the left field. It will get down and get to the wall. Moncada's on his way around to second base. He will get in there easily. And that is a double for Juan Moncada with one out here in the top of the fourth inning. Nice hit ball. His 16th double of the season. He came into this game, like we said, in the top five in the American League. With 15 doubles, he was tied with Tim Anderson. Well, he's got 16 now. Juan Moncada's 0 for 1 with a strikeout in the second inning. He's got a runner on second. And one out, and that ball is high, a four-seamer. 1-0 the count. We know the Twins... Don't like pitching to Edwin Encarnacion, but we also know they have no problem pitching around him to get whoever is next, whether it be Mazzara or Engel, as they've intentionally walked Encarnacion several times in this series. 
That said, they are probably then going to pitch to Jimenez at some point here. He's got a 2-0 count. With Encarnacion on deck. Now there's a strike in the outside corner, 2-1. Mankata with a healthy lead over at second. He's probably not going anywhere. Maeda checks him and now delivers. Swung on and missed. The ball's going to get away, but not far enough. That was a bad pitch to swing on. It was low and outside and not near the zone. Jimenez chased. So instead of 3-1, and one, it's 2-2. Two and two. The next offering is way outside. He doesn't go after that one. 3-2 the count. Maeda delivers another one. Jimenez grounds the third. Donaldson quickly over to first and stared back Moncada to second before he threw it. There's two gone and a runner on second base, and here comes Edwin, who's 0-for-1 with the flyout. They're going to pitch to him, but I doubt he gets anything to hit. This is a high inside pitch for a four-seam fastball going for a ball. He's hitting 345 with runners in scoring position. The Twins are perfectly fine going to the 7-8-9 guys in our order, although Mandrigal and Robert have done very well. It's not like Mazar and Engel have been an automatic out. One and one now as that one hits the inside corner. Two outs top of the fourth. Sox trailing by two with Moncada on second. Next pitch high and outside, two and one. Encarnacion fouls the next one back to the backstop. Two and two the count. A pretty day out here in Minnesota as that one is away on a slider. Three and two the count is full with Mazara on deck. Hovering at 2.03. A rough start for a kid that got a change of scenery. We're not even getting what he was giving them in Texas. Swung on and missed a slider inside. It was in the zone. Encarnacion just couldn't get down to it. Down and in at the knees. That's the end of the top of the fourth, and we're into the bottom of the fourth now. With Dallas Keiko coming out on the mound. And he'll get Mitch Garver first, who's 0 for 1. He's got 53 pitches so far through three innings. Garver's 0 for 1 with a strikeout in the second inning. The righty catcher stands in. Keuchel in the line, the pitch on the way. Right down the middle, a two-seamer for a strike. Owen won the count. Garver's 2 for 6 now, lifetime, against Keiko with a couple strikeouts. Inside corner catches on a two-seamer, 0-2 quickly. He sat down Garver on three pitches last time. He's 0-2 on him right now. Keuchel on the wind. High, swung on, missed, sit out again. Dallas Keuchel has six strikeouts, two of them of Mitch Garver. And he only needed six pitches to get those two against Garver. The Twins don't have his number because they're up 2-0. Max Kepler comes in. He struck out on three pitches last time. This time he takes a ball low, 1-0 the count. Had a big game yesterday, this lefty. He was the gas that made the Twins' engine go. As they outlasted the White Sox 6-5. Now he fouls this one off down the third baseline. He's got a five-game hit streak right now. One and one the count. Keiko in the line, the pitch. Swung on and fouled off down the first baseline, one and two. Dallas looking for a clean and efficient inning here in the fourth. Gets in the pop this one back. So Kepler hanging in. A high pitch he offered, but didn't go around enough. Two and two the count. Grandal centers himself behind the plate. A low two-seamer down the middle, just misses. Three and two with Sano on deck, hitting 272 
with a two-run homer already in this game. One out, bottom of the fourth inning. Peichel to the lefty. Swung on and chopped over to second base. Mandergold's going to scoop and throw and make the easy out. Two gone in the bottom of the fourth inning, and here comes Sano. He had the two-run rocket into the triple deck. Here at Target Field, the last time up, and that's why we're trailing two to nothing. The two outs in the bottom of the fourth inning, the first pitch is popped down the third base line. It will just get out of play, and there's one strike. Next pitch high and outside, misses one and one. Keiko relying on the two-seamer a lot today. But every once in a while, just throws one way outside or very high. Like, hey, I got to throw a pitch, but I don't know what I want to throw to this guy. I'm just going to throw one that he either has to reach for or that'll just be a ball. One and two now. The count is that one's fouled off. Comes inside now with a slider. Misses two and two. We wanted Dallas to have an efficient inning. But unfortunately, 67 pitches now here with two outs in the bottom and a fourth. He got him, though, looking on a changeup at the knees. Sano's going to look incredulously at the umpire as the White Sox come off the field. Trailing by two after four here in Minneapolis. You're in a DP3 Tech fifth inning. DP3 Tech, an internet security company, an office security company, dealing with your computers that when they saw the pandemic hit, they said, whoa, we've got an idea. We're going to take the technology we have that we already use. We're going to partner with Microsoft. And the next thing you know, they've got something better than your Zoom, your Messenger, your, your FaceTime, and anything you can think of. I know Google's got some system. Imagine integrating with your systems and small business, big business, touch of a button, everybody's on the screen, touch of a button, sharing things. It's the new way to do things in a new reality. And they were very innovative coming up with this. Teaming up with Microsoft was a big deal. It's Homer Bailey and Randy Dobnik, two long relievers that we've seen in each of the first two games warm up behind Kenta Maeda, who's 1-0 to Nomar Mazara to lead off this inning. Strike down the middle, evens it up 1-1. One one. Details coming up about DP3 Tech here at the midway point. Impress your boss or be the boss that impresses everybody else with your forethought. Get a pen and paper ready. The 1-1 pitch, low and inside for a ball, 2-1 the count. No outs top of the fifth inning. White Sox trailing 2 to nothing. And a low four-seam fastball misses 3-1 to Mazzara with Mandrigal on deck. This is the latest any game against these two teams has gone in which one of the teams has not scored yet. As a circle change gets across for a strike. Three and two the count. Full count to Mazzara. Swung on and sent out into center field. That's a base hit. It's going to drop in front of Buxton. He was charging quick but couldn't get to it. Mazzara's out with the leadoff single here on the top of the fifth. And up comes Nick Mandrigal with Kenta Maeda sitting on 66 pitches. Two guys warming up behind him. First offering, low and away for a ball, 1-0 the count. Barely a cloud in the sky here in Minneapolis. Overall, been an enjoyable experience to watch these games. Although a little taxing on the heart as this is a bloop, Maeda's only play is over to first base. It was going towards the third base side. He will get Mandrigal, but Mazzaro will advance. On the chopper, off to the side of the pitcher's mound from Mandrigal. He's on second. Luis Roberts stands in 0 for 1. With one out at the top of the fifth inning. The pitch from Maeda. Swung on and set out in the right. Oh, it was a line drive right at him. 
He ripped that ball. And if Cruz is five feet in either direction, I don't think he can react quick enough. That was a scorcher right where he was standing. And out for Robert, two outs in the inning. Sox still have that runner on second. And for the second time this game, a runner on second before they got the two outs. And unable to advance or score the runner. And Leary Garcia is going to try to pick up the rest of his teammates. Hitting 364 with runners in scoring position. And he's 1-0 on the count. Now he swings and misses at a circle change, 1-1. Sox struggling to get that extra hit. To get that runner in from scoring position. 2-1 now with a pitch high. Maeda checks the runner. Low pitch swung on. It was out of the zone, 2-2. Two two. Garcia does him a favor. Hitting in the leadoff spot today. Filling in for Tim Anderson. The next offering away and misses. 3-2. Count is full with Grandal hitting 304, standing on deck. Sachs would love to get him up with men on. As he has come through big so far. Not only in this series, but in this month. Swung on and missed. Dropped third strike. Down to first base. He almost overthrew it, but he didn't. Garcia's out, and the Sacks are retired. Marwin Gonzalez, and then the top of the order for the Twins coming up here in the bottom of the fifth. New challenges bring new technology. DP3 Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work-from-home friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3 Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today, 312-896-2450 or email info at dp3tech.com. So Gonzalez is one for one. Keuchel sitting on 68 pitches. He's basically an inning behind Maeda. As Maeda finishes the fifth right around that number, and Keuchel starts his fifth inning at that number. He's into the wind in the pitch. And a strike on the outside corner, 0-1. Gonzalez was a first-round pick. There's a lot of first-round picks on this Twins team. Guys who were picked in the first round either by them or another team that made their way here. 1-1 one one the count. Keuchel throws one outside, a cut fastball, 2-1. Quick shout-out to the guys from the 108. I was on their show. I'm up this weekend in a video chat. We do this interview series where they talk with people around the White Sox and people that cover the Sox and talk about the Sox, and Sox in the basement does that. They invited me on for a couple of beers and some questions. This one skied out in the left field, tailing back towards the wall, and that's another home run. That hit the second deck and bounced back onto the field. As it hit the facade of deck number two and left. 384 feet that one travels at 100.1 miles per hour. Dallas Keuchel's given up two home runs. He trails 3-0. The Sox offense not keeping up so far in this game. Marwin has a couple of home runs in this series so far. Byron Buxton doesn't have one yet. He stands in and immediately tries to bunt his way on and pops it up. And Moncada just waits for it and catches it. Thank you very much. That'll settle our pitcher down. And Andreza, the left fielder, 
0 for 2 stands in with one out now in the bottom of the fifth inning. He spent seven years bouncing around Major League Baseball at a couple of stops. One of them I know is San Francisco. He's 2-0 now in the count. His current stop, of course, Minnesota. Low inside two seamer misses, 3-0 the count. With a Reyes hitting 347 for the Twins so far this season, the second baseman. Standing on deck. That's a strike at the knees. Two-seamer, 3-1 the count. Keuchel really seems to only be able to locate that two-seamer. The slider has been all over the place. He missed there on a slider. And with one out at the bottom of the fifth inning and a run already in on the home run, he gives away the free pass. Arias comes up. I know I've called him by about six different names. There's a few confusing ones on this team. He's one for two. He's the three-hitter on the team. He's got a runner on first. This team's up 3-0. There's only one out here in the bottom of the fifth. Keiko checks the runner over at first and delivers. It's an inside fastball that misses 1-0. Back to the 1-8 guys. I just think they're fun guys. I said, yeah, sure. I had a beer sitting at my bar. Answered their questions. Got to ask them one. Tried to stir up some trouble. Probably said a few things that would aggravate a few people. But we had a lot of fun. And uh, I know I, I retweeted it and put it up on our Facebook page. And it's available on their YouTube channel from the 108. You can go find it right now, a conversation with myself from Socks in the Basement. We mentioned these broadcasts. We also talk about a lot of other things. Is how the runner goes, and this one is popped up in the shallow right. Runner's frozen in between the bag. Mazzaro's going to get it back over to first for the force, and he got him. So he doubles off the runner who is stealing, and then just freezes in between, waiting to see if he's actually going to make the play. We're out of the inning. Top of the sixth inning, though, and the White Sox are trailing 3 to nothing. Double barrel action going on for the Twins, but Maeda's only got 75 pitches, and he's been doing very well shutting out the White Sox so far. Rondell steps in, hitting 304 on the season with a team-leading 14 home runs. Also, it's 37 RBI, but he's 0 for 2 in this game. And the switch hitter on the left side takes a ball low and in. Want to know the count. Two different guys up there now. Tyler Duffy, we've seen him, and Sergio Romo, we've seen him as well. Romo was more effective than Duffy against us. The 1-0 pitch on the way to Grandal. Swung on and missed. The circle changed down the middle. He just couldn't catch up to it or find it. Count is even at one. The Yankees pouring it on now at home against Seattle, up 10-2 going into the ninth inning. In a game that was close early. We haven't faced them yet, but when we do, that's going to be a battle as well. Outside pitch makes it 3-1. and one. The Royals have come back against the Rangers. They were trailing 2-0. They're up 3-2 now in the sixth. And Baltimore, our opponent after the Twins, up 3-0 over the Toronto Blue Jays currently on the road in Toronto. Count is full as that one is fouled off down the first baseline. 3-2 count, no outs, top of the sixth inning to Grandal. Swung on and sent over to second, scooped and thrown to first. A quick and easy out after a long at bat. There's one gone in the top of the sixth inning. And Abreu's one for two with the single in the first inning comes up. And the White Sox are having trouble stringing hits together to get a run in. Still being shut out in this game. They are a potent offense that Kenta Maeda is holding in check. And the crazy thing about this is, yesterday, the Twins let most of their starters that were completely gassed go out in that game. And a team of half-starters, half-backups from the White Sox in a slobber knocker. Could have gone either way. 
Today, the White Sox are pretty much fresh with the exception of their table setter, Tim Anderson. And the Twins are trying to put together a hodgepodge lineup. And they're up 3-0. Slider on the inside corner, up and in. Catches the zone, 1-2 to Abreu with one out of the top of the sixth inning. The next pitch. Swung on and missed. He's out. Two gone. Top of the sixth. Sox need to figure something out here against Maeda. Or his arm's going to start falling off. That's the only way we're getting uh, a run in. White Sox batters are getting fooled right now. It's Kenta Maeda's on a roll, and here comes Juan Moncada. Now he's got a double in the fourth. He's one for two. He had a leadoff double and got stranded out there. He's hitting 324 currently. Takes a ball low, 1-0 the count. Another switch hitter on the White Sox, standing in on the left-handed batter's box. Darver calls for a high pitch behind Moncada. He doesn't go for it. 2-0. Two outs, top of the sixth inning. The problem has been that the White Sox hits are being spread around too far away from each other. There's way too much social distancing of their hits as that's a swing and a miss at a circle change. They need to start getting dangerously close to each other and get some runs. Now he's way out in front of a pitch. Maeda took something off of it. Two and two on a swinging strike. 89 pitches for Maeda, 59 of them for strikes. Next pitch fouled off. It was outside, but he's protecting. Count remains even at two. Two outs, tap at a sixth inning. Now Moncada rips this one down the first baseline into the crowd deep. He's been out in front of a few pitches. Maeda took advantage earlier with an off-speed pitch that confused him. Let's see what he does here. He got him on an off-speed there. Dropped out in front of Moncada. He was out in front of it and over it. Moncada strikes out through six innings. The White Sox have three hits. We trail 3-0. Nelson Cruz is 0 for 2. Dallas Keuchel has 83 pitches. He's going to start the bottom of the sixth inning. First pitch is away for a ball. He's got a career 37.4 wins above replacement. It's pretty good. Not Hall of Fame, but it's good. Kelvin Herrera and Carson Fulmer warm up in the pen to back him up here to start this inning. The 1-0 pitch on the way. Misses outside a cut fastball, 2-0. Herrera has been struggling as of late. If I had to pick who's the guy that you don't see as often in big situations over the last couple of weeks because he's been choking him up, it's been Herrera. And he was actually pretty good early on. Fulmer's been a nice surprise so far. He's now cruises 3-0 as Keiko misses close on the inside corner. Next pitch does hit the inside corner, 3-1. Dallas does not like coming out before he finishes 6 and really wants to go 7 or 8. He's got that mentality, but he does have a tendency to wear out his arm too early in games. He needs to work on his efficiency, and he puts out a batter again. Another leadoff man on for Keiko, who's already trailing this game 3 to nothing. Now Josh Donaldson comes up. He's one for two with a single and a run. 376 average. He's got that incredible slugging percentage. What was it, 779 when he came up last time? It's 770 now. I'm sure he's torn up about it. Man, I want a guy with a 770 slugging percentage on my team. 
Where do you buy one of those? Oh, wait, he was available. Runner on first, no outs, bottom of the sixth inning. The pitch on the way. That's a strike down the middle on a changeup, 0-1 the count. Cruz is not a threat to go. He's older, and he's slower. This one's ripped down the third baseline, foul 0-2 quickly to Donaldson. Sox need to hold the Twins and find a way to get some offense going. This one's fouled off, count remains 0-2. It is a rarity for this team to not be putting up runs in bunches. But Maeda's held them down today. Swung on and missed. Donaldson with another strikeout in this series. And the eighth for Keuchel. Garver's 0 for 2 with two strikeouts already. And he'll come to the plate with one out and a runner on first base. Keuchel checks the runner and delivers. Misses inside on a ball, 1-0 the count. Dallas checks the runner and delivers. Swung on and fouled off down the first baseline. He's still bringing the fastball at 95 miles an hour. Sitting on 94 pitches so far. Now he comes inside and misses 2-1. Although I have not seen very much other than the fastball as we get later and later into his outing. I don't think the off-speed was working for him today. We haven't seen it pay off, although he does induce a ground ball on an off-speed that dropped out of the zone. And we're going to go 5-4-3, to to started off by Moncada. Rack him up. Socks out of the sixth inning, and we go to the top of the seventh. It's time to start getting some runs, trailing 3-0. Tyler Duffy, 22 appearances, 26 in the third innings. One save out of two opportunities and a 2-0 record. A 1.03 earned run average with 23 strikeouts to four walks. But righties are hitting 275 against him. And I'm sure he'd like that to get lower. I want it to get worse. As Aloy Jimenez, a righty, stands in 0-2 in this game. Three runs on six hits and an error for the Twins. No runs on three hits and an error for the White Sox. Jimenez is 0-5 lifetime against Duffy with three strikeouts. He needs to turn that around right away. Come on, Aloy. Don't let this guy punk you. An outside knuckle curve misses 2-0. After Jimenez is Encarnacion and then Mazzara scheduled to go. The next pitch on the way. Swung on and fouled off. 2-1 the count. Now this pitch is going to be fouled into the camera well down the first baseline. Luckily, Maeda's out of the game. That's the good news here. He shut out the White Sox through six. As this one's now put down the first baseline, fair ball. It's going to roll into the corner. Jimenez coming around first base. He's headed into second. Nobody's gotten to the ball yet. He touches second as it's picked up. He's going to round for third and then stay and go back to second base as the ball comes in. His seventh double of the season down the first baseline opposite field. And the Sox in business right away against Duffy. And they need this. Maeda was all over them, but now you got a new pitcher. Encarnacion is 0 for 8 in the series with a couple of intentional walks. He's got a strikeout and a flyout in this game. He's 0 for 2. There's no outs in the top of the seventh inning. And a runner on second base, and we've seen that already in this game a couple times. Sox have to find a way to start getting that runner across and more. They're going to come back in this game and have any chance. Meanwhile, Keiko likely done after his six innings as well. It's a quality start because he only gave up three runs over six. But not the kind of start he wanted to have. And 
You're never proud when your team's down by three when you leave the game. Now this one set down the first baseline. Curving towards the pole and is off the wall. Just inside the foul line. That's a double and a run is going to score. Encarnacion hits a double down the first baseline, off the wall in the corner. Hit the padding right next to the yellow line going up the wall. Jimenez walks home, basically. Encarnacion in the second. The White Sox have their first run of the game and now trail 3-1. to one. Nomar Mazara comes into play one for two in this one with a runner on second base. And the first ball is lifted into center field for a can of corn. Mazara is frustrating. Every time there's a big situation, you're like, take a few pitches, figure out the new pitcher. Swings at the first thing, pops it up. It's brutal. It's been like this all season. It's really getting annoying. Nick Mander goes 0 for 2. Got a runner on second base, and now one out. I want to see the stat on how many first pitches Nomar Mazzara swings at and makes contact with for an out. Four-seam fastball, they're going to say he went. Mandrigal shakes his head. He doesn't believe he did. I don't think he did either, but 0-2 the count here now with one out at the top of the seventh, and then Carnesian on second. He fouls back a four-seamer. Count remains 0-2. Don't stop now, boys. Don't be satisfied with one run. This pitcher hasn't shown very much. This ball's in the dirt, one and two. He's given up two doubles, and then Mazzara gives him an easy out. He just rushes up there. Now an outside pitch to Mandrigal. The rookie's got patience, two and two. One out, top of the seventh, a run already in. The White Sox came into this inning trailing three to nothing. They're down three one now as Nick Mandrigal stands in. Next pitch is a strike on the outside corner. Mandrigal didn't offer. He's muttering to himself. He actually looked back and started to say something to the umpire and thought second about it. He's young. He doesn't want to get into an argument just yet, but he thought that was outside. It was borderline, and there's two gone. Tyler Clipper comes into the game. He's going to face Luis Robert, and the first pitch is inside for a ball. 1-0 the count. We've seen Clipper already in this series. He has been effective against the White Sox. 1-0 count, though, to Robert with two outs. The man on second, the changeup, take it for a strike. 1-1 one one the count. Not a lot of speed on second base. Robert has three bombs so far this season. We know he has more power than that. He just hasn't unleashed it yet. Swings at this one. Sends it in the left field. That's a base hit. Encarnacion is going to get into third, but it was shallow. He cannot come home. Robert's on first with the single. There's two on for Larry Garcia. A nice solid hit in the left field from Robert, who's really starting to find his stroke against the Twins. Sergio Romo and Trevor May warm. Garcia will face Clippard. He's 0 for 3 so far in this game. Generally, he does very well in the leadoff spot when he subs for Anderson. This is not normal for him. He seems to shine in this position. Good speed on first. Bad speed over at third. They're going to throw over to Robert. They know with two outs here in the top of the seventh inning and his incredible stolen base rate. The Sox are going to try to get him over there at some point early in this at bat. First pitch is outside. It was a pitch out. Nobody going. 1-0 the count. Garcia's hitting 353 with runners in scoring position, including a grand slam last night that gave the Sox the lead. He would give them the lead here with a home run. Swings and misses at an inside pitch, 1-1. One one. Next one low and outside, 2-1 the count. Clifford checks the runners. There goes Robert. Pitch is low, but it's a strike. Robert's safe underneath the tag at second base on a head-first slide. 
Garcia's even in the count at two, but now has Robert on second base, and a base hit likely ties this game. But he needs to get back and focus on his at-bat. The next offering, swung on and fouled back. Count remains even at two with two outs here in the top of the seventh inning. This is the most the White Sox have threatened all game long. And he swings and misses it at two-seamer. He's 0 for 4 with another strikeout. Clipper pumps his fist. He comes off the mound. The White Sox get one run and threaten for more. But they're held down, and midway through the seventh, we trail 3-1. to one. Carson Fulmer is going to come into the game. 22 and a third innings and a 2.42 earned run average. 29 strikeouts to 9 walks. A 186 average righties are hitting against him. Lefties hitting 283. He's got two saves. They were both three-inning saves. He is not always in garbage time, and we've seen him in some big situations pitch well as he throws a four-seamer inside for a ball 1-0. We've also seen him continuously increase his skill set since he's gotten up here. He's been on a roll. As he throws one low and away for a strike, 1-1 one one the count. Fulmer, a guy who basically made the team because he was out of options and he was a high draft pick for the White Sox. I want to say he was like 7th or 10th overall in the draft the year that we picked him up and then just continuously had problems when he came up here didn't take as a starter couldn't do it as a reliever made the team basically because that was the only option other than just releasing him and then held on to the job and he's one and two now against Kepler he fouls this one off two and two the count the lefty Kepler is 0 for 2 in this game had a big game last night and is dangerous every time he's up that is high taken for a ball Kepler stands in waiting for the next pitch. Check swing. Did he go? He did not. They're going to say that's a ball. Count is full. Miguel Sano stands on deck. He has a two-run home run that still hasn't landed yet. The first batter up is a full count here. That one is deep. Back. And really, really gone. Max Kepler crushes one in the right field. So Carson Fulmer comes in and gives up a 400-foot Home run out of here at 98 miles an hour. A towering shot out in the right field. Kepler, 10 home runs on the season. He came into this series with only seven. Two yesterday, one today. You can see Ricky Renteria just shaking his head like, wow, this guy is eating the White Sox alive. They get the run back right away here with their first batter of the inning and regain the three-run lead. And I want somebody to put some industrial fans out there in right field and blow in. Because that's an unfair advantage. As the Twins are playing to the strength of their ballpark, when that wind is blowing out the right, they put it out there. That was a big reason for them winning the game last night. And it's one of the reasons they're in the lead right now. The other reason is Miguel Sano with the towering shot in the left field. And went way out into the third deck. Going to send this one immediately out to center field. Roberts going to get underneath it and make the easy catch. Thankfully, one gone here in the bottom of the seventh. Marwin Gonzalez is up. He's got a home run as well. He's two for two. He's also got a single. Marwin's batting lefty now. The switch hitter moves over as the righty former pitches to him instead of Keuchel. Dallas gave up three over six hits through six innings. Put a few guys on with free passes, but it was the two home runs that gave up all three runs for him. An outside four-seamer catches the zone one and one. 
Now a ground ball over to second base, scooped by Mandrigal over to first. There's two gone. Byron Buxton's one for three. He's got a single in the first inning. He's hitting 269. Sox has done a good job containing him and his speed during this series. As he tries to lay down a bunt for a base hit, he might get this one. Mankata tries to barehand it down there, but he was right next to Grandal when he got to it. He has attempted to bunt his way on three times in this series. He's one for three with those attempts. As he's finally on first base with two outs in the bottom of the seventh inning. And now a pop down the third base line will just be missed by Jimenez along the line. And Andriza now takes a ball high, one and one the count. Lots of speed on first base. Buxton was going there, but he fouls it off, one and two. Two outs in the bottom of the seventh inning. He'll probably try to go again. Fulmer checks him. He still goes. This one's fouled off as well. So he's trying to go twice here. See if he goes here. They're going to pitch out. He doesn't go this time. Two and two. Fulmer redirects his focus on the batter, throws one outside and misses three and two. Three-two count, two outs, bottom of the seventh inning. Buxton with good speed on first. Sox trailing four to one. The pitch on the way. Misses high for a ball and he walked him. So Fulmer gives up the home run. Gets the next two outs. A bunt base hit and a walk. He's got two on. Two out here in the bottom of the seventh inning. Luis Arias steps in. Ricky Renteria is going to try to see if Fulmer can get out of this inning. He misses just outside with the ball. 1-0 the count. Next one lifted down the right field line. Mazzara's not going to get to it. It's off the wall. A run is going to score. Fulmer with a very bad inning here in the seventh. Has now given up two runs. He has runners at second and third. And now the Sox trail by four. He has been extremely effective, but they're not waiting any longer. They're going to the bullpen. In comes Kelvin Herrera. And if you're wondering why you're not seeing the big guys for the White Sox, they've all been used in the last two days. And you got to rely on some of these other guys every once in a while. You don't see the same pitchers from the Twins either. Those other guys in the bullpen have to come through. 23 and a third innings for Herrera. 5.01 earned run average. He's had a rough time. He only needs one out here, and he's got Nelson Cruz at the plate who's 0 for 2. First pitch misses away on a cut fastball. 1-0 the count. Don't look now, but Josh Donaldson's on deck, and he's due. He's not been the game that we imagined for the White Sox today. This is their worst offensive output against the Twins and one of their worst ones of the season so far. A team that has only been shut out one time and held to one run one time. They're currently sitting on one run. The slider inside hits the zone one and two. You're going to have to put up runs against this offense. They are very good here in Minnesota. Next pitch misses high and in. Two and two the count from Herrera. Runners at second and third. The pitch. Chopped down the first baseline foul. Count remains even. Now swung out and missed on a two-seamer high. He's going to sit him down. Herrera gets the out he needed to get. Sacks though trail instead of 3-1, to 5-1. to one. After that seventh inning, we go to the top of the eighth. And we need some runs. The White Sox need some runs. Yasmani Grandal has provided a lot of them so far this year. 39 RBI, 14 home runs to go with that 304 average. Stands in against Tyler Clippard, who remains in the game, and the righty throws one inside for a ball, 1-0. Sellout crowd today here in Minnesota for some afternoon baseball on a Saturday in May. 
as we enter Memorial Day weekend, and I always say, I say it because my dad used to say it, get to Memorial Day weekend, look at your team. Are they good or are they bad? That's probably what they really are. Don't get excited early, but get excited later. And I'm going to tell you right now, no matter what the outcome of this game, worst case, you've split with one of the best teams in baseball through six against them this season. And you are in second place with double digits over 500. So the Sox are a good team. I don't know where they're going to go this year. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be fun. 3-0 now. That pitch misses. Grandal's going to walk. And I think if this was a closer game, you'd be tempted to put some speed on and get him out of there. But right now, you need more than just a couple of runs. So you need solid base hits, and Abreu is hoping to provide one, one for three in this game. He's the three-hitter in this lineup. There's no outs at the top of the eighth, and Clippard throws a split finger that's fouled off down the first base line. Abreu is 0 for 5 lifetime with four strikeouts against Tyler Clipper. So he has not had a good start against him. That said, earlier in the game, we saw a stat where, what was it? It was Duffy? Duffy was had been able to get out of Loya Menez six times and six chances. He was 0 for 6 with four strikeouts. That's right. And then Jimenez hit a double. But that stuff doesn't matter. The 1-1 pitch inside, swung on and missed, 1-2. and two. Well, maybe it matters for Abreu, who shakes his head and looks confused. Rondal's on first, no outs, top of the eighth, sacks down by four. Swung on and missed, he struck out. So maybe Tyler Clipper has the cheat code for Jose Abreu. He looked terrible in that at bat. Mancata's going to come up now with one out. And maybe the White Sox can string some hits together. That's the one thing they have not been able to do today. A low inside split finger. Misses for a ball. 1-0. He's got a double in the fourth inning. He was left there stranded. There were no outs. He's only 2-for-12 in this series with a couple of doubles. And the RBI that he collected. Splitter outside misses 2-0. The other thing we've been seeing build here is that the White Sox have seen a few guys cool off in the last couple of days. We have not seen big production out of Moncada. Grandal had a big home run in the first game of this series. But overall, the heater he was on has come back down to earth. That one swung on and missed. 2-2 two two the count. Jimenez has been steady. You got to give him that. This pitch is low and away, 3-2. He really is a hitter in the 270s with 13 home runs and 37 RBIs. It's, I think that average makes sense, and I think the home runs will, will basically just extrapolate out with him. He's been the most steady guy on this team. Swung on and missed. Mancata goes down. Clippers struck out two, and the White Sox are going out with a whimper so far in this game. Something needs to change, and it needs to change right away. My daughter at her last day of the 8th grade today and I took off a couple hours to do this game and these guys are let me down today. And I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Zaloya Menez fouls this one off down the first baseline. One for three. He's got a double and a run scored. Lippard's got two outs. And still Grandal over at first base. White Sox have put the leadoff man on four times in this game. They've only gotten him around the score once. Three of those leadoff men were in scoring position with one out or less. Jimenez strikes out, so after Grandal gets on, three straight strikeouts for Clifford. We go to the bottom of the eighth inning, chasing four and needing to hang on. 
Kelvin Herrera is going back out for the eighth inning, and why not? You're down by four. Your team can't hit. You want to win on Sunday and at least get the split. Kelvin Herrera is a professional pitcher. He should be able to do his job out here. Sacks down by four. Josh Donaldson's up. Most White Sox pitchers have been able to control him this entire series. One for three in this game. Two for the series. He swings and misses. I want to say he has seven strikeouts in this series. He was the deadliest player in baseball at the plate coming into this series. He may not have that crown anymore, and if he does, he's at least a little weaker to this point. Ball inside, one and one the count. Next pitch swung on and missed, one and two. Fastball right down the middle he couldn't catch up to. Now he fouls off a four-seamer at 97 miles an hour from Herrera. Count remains one and two. Herrera checks the sign, goes inside and misses on a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. Two and two the count. Gone final in Detroit. They had day baseball against the Rays. 2-1 Rays. Doesn't really matter much to us. Because Detroit is so far back. But I like giving the scores out every once in a while to fill time. That ball's in the dirt. The count is full. Garver's on deck. Herrera had control of this at bat. But now he's missed badly on his last two pitches. Instead of being one and two, he's three and two. Donaldson waits for the pitch. Here it is. Swung on and foul back a four-seamer at the knees. He fights it off. Just got a piece of it. I mean, just a little bit of it. As it weakly went off to the side of Grandal. Next one is rifled out in the right field. Mazzaro will get on the one hop. He had no chance of anything else. A base hit for Donaldson. So two for four in this game. Striking out a lot, but he's starting to figure out how to get a few hits. And that's worrisome because we still got to play him tomorrow. Garver comes up. He's technically the hottest guy on the team over the last five, six days on this team. Definitely the hottest guy on this team besides Max Kepler. I just remembered him. Oh, man. He's been beating us up over the last couple of days. He didn't even start game one. That's the only game we won in this series so far. Fouled off. Quickly 0-2 to Garver. who's 0-3 in this game with a couple strikeouts. Next pitch misses outside, 1-2. and two. In fact, the first six pitches that Garver saw in this game from the starter Dallas Keuchel resulted in two strikeouts for him in two different at-bats. Now, in a fit of anger, he lifts one deep out of the left field, tailing back. And that one is gone as well, and the White Sox have run into the number one offense in baseball that on a clear day here in Minnesota are piling it on. 448 feet out of here at 109 miles per hour. That one hits the facade of the third deck. That's the second third deck home run here in Target Field today against the White Sox. It's batting practice out here against Sox pitchers. We said it coming into this series. The White Sox are a really good offense. The Twins are the best offense in baseball. Bar none, the best statistical offense in baseball with the best player so far in baseball and Josh Donaldson, the best hitter. And then you've got two other guys on this team that are up in the top 10 in the amount of hits that they've gotten over the season so far. And you got a guy like Kepler 
batting in a seven hole. He's got three home runs in this series. Two yesterday, one today as he stands in and he's 0-2. In a 7-1 ball game now. You got a guy like Miguel Sano batting eighth or ninth. He's got double-digit home runs, including one today. From top to bottom, this is one hell of an offensive lineup, and they are really tough to beat here in Target Field, especially when the wind is blowing out like it was today. Swung on and missed. One gone here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Herrero's just staying out there now. Renteria's like, I'm done. You are a guy that was going to be a setup man. Challenged to be the closer. You're a mop-up guy now. Miguel Sano, two-run home run in the second inning. Start of the scoring for the Twins. Now he rips one down the third base line. Fair ball. He's going to get a single out of it as Jimenez gets over quickly. Ball is in. There's still one out in the bottom of the eighth inning. They're going to come out and actually talk with Herrero, though the conversation might be, guess what, big guy? You're it. You know, you look at the bullpen right now. Everybody else has seen some action. You're not going to waste C-Sheck or Bummer. You want them to be ready. Fry and Marshall just went yesterday. Kopech probably isn't ready yet. Are you really bringing out Colome for work? They already got to him once. You don't want them to see him again. And you're down 7-1. So Herrera is really the guy right now. His job is to finish this game off. And unless the White Sox have a miracle run in the top of the ninth inning, they'll be down two games to one in this four-game series. And evened up in the season series, three all with the Minnesota Twins, three and a half games back. And that tells you something about the Twins and the White Sox. Look at the White Sox season so far. But for us to be in first place, we would have had to swept the Twins at this point. Round ball, the man will go nifty play over there to Garcia. 4-6-3, rack him up. Herrera's out of the inning. But the Sox now have a big, big task ahead of them, trailing 7-1 going into the last inning. Sergio Romo's going to come in. He was good last night. It's a pretty good pitcher. We actually saw him, I think, on Thursday night, too. 12 and two-thirds innings and a 1.42 earned run average. Opposing batters hitting 230 against him. He's got four times the amount of strikeouts, and he does walks. Edwin Encarnacion comes up, one for three. He will lead off this inning if he gets on. I'm sure they'll put a base runner on just in case. As a slider inside misses 1-0. Although it hasn't been an issue with getting guys on at the beginning of an inning. The issue has been the inability to do anything after that. Four innings. So far on the first eight, the White Sox had the leadoff man on. Three of those innings, he was on second. And only one time did they get a run across. And they still stranded two runners in that inning. And that was the only inning where they had multiple guys reach base. It's been one guy per inning or nobody in an inning. They've been spread out. They have not been able to group any hits together. It has been frustrating. And then the long balls. A lot of home runs in this game from the Minnesota Twins. That's going to be a base hit in the left field by Encarnacion, a single. Scooped up by Buxton. Somebody's grabbing a helmet there in the, in the dugout. They're going to get him a runner. They're not going to make him run around. Danny Mendick's going to come in and run. Adam Engel's going to come in and hit for Nomar Mazzara. I don't think that the team is very happy right now with his approach at the plate, Mazzara. And when he had a pitcher on the ropes earlier in this game, and it was really the only inning the White Sox had a chance of getting anything done, he swings at the first pitch. 
and pops it out. The Sox were all over, back-to-back doubles, no patience. He let that pitcher kind of settle back in, and I think the White Sox could have gotten a lot more than just one run in that inning. Outside pitch to Angles, a ball, 1-0 the count, now a strike on the inside corner, 1-1, one and, one. and there's been rumblings that if Adam Engel had not also slowed down over the last week or so, he would be the everyday guy in right field. He's still 100 points better in batting average than Mazzara, even though he has been slowing down. He's only got about 20 or 30 less at-bats. Inside sinker misses, 2-1 and one the count. And he might still get that opportunity to be the everyday guy in right. There's Nomar, who's been given two chances to start and has not done anything with it. Rounded down the third baseline, count is even 2-2. Two and two. Mendick with a lead. No outs here in the top of the ninth inning, the pitch. Swung on and fouled off. Two and two, the count remains. Two and two, the count. No outs. Top of the ninth inning. Mendick takes off to second. That's a ball low. He's safe without a throw. He's got a second stolen base of the season. We have a full count. With no outs in the top of the ninth inning. Unfortunately, we're down by six. But the White Sox are still playing ball here. Anything can happen. It's baseball. There's no clock in this game. Nor should there ever be. Swung on and missed. A slider outside, but in the zone. He took something off of the last pitch. And Angle is out in front of it. He goes back. He was cold, though. And I would like to see him every day out there for maybe a week or so and see if he can heat back up like he was earlier in the season with some regular at-bats because I think he's earned it. He plays much better defense than Mazzara. We had another error today. Even though he had a strong throw in, but... Angle's got a pretty good arm himself. As Madrigal stands in 0 for 3 and takes a strike at the knees, 0 and 1 to count. And he's been better at the plate. And we've seen him go deep in counts. I think it would be an interesting move here for this team. 0 and 2 the count. You know what the interesting thing is about Mazzara? We talked about it on Sox in the basement in the offseason. When the Sox acquired him, I said, you're not married to this guy. You got him on the cheap. Is this a ground ball over to first base? Steps in the bag. There's two gone. Mendick advances a third. You got him on the cheap as Robert comes up. And you have control with the arbitration years, but you can always not tender him at the end of the year and go get a right fielder. And look, in real life, if Nomar Mazzara did this, that's what you would do. And you would just shrug your shoulders and say you gave away a low end. And I'm sorry, that was not a guy that was going to come up and light the world on fire. The prospect that the White Sox gave up to get Mazzara. You took a chance, you rolled the dice. Your first year out of the rebuild, it didn't work out. You move on from him, and you go get a right fielder in the offseason. And that's exactly what will be going on here. 0-2 the count to Robert. Next pitch just misses outside. He took it. It was almost the end of the game. 1-2 the count. Sox down to their last bullet. Down by six with a runner on third. If and when they drop this one. They'll be three and a half back out of first place, but they're still going to have another game against the Twins. And then the Twins come in next weekend as this pitch is low, two and two the count. And the season series is even at three, and I said it yesterday. The Indians have been unable to hang with the Twins. The White Sox have. That's a big deal for a young team. Lifted out into the left center field gap. It's going to tail back towards the wall. Buxton up against the wall will make the catch. Robert almost takes it out. That would have been fun. Wouldn't have meant very much, but it would have been fun. Instead, the game is over. The Twins take it to the White Sox. 
and hand them one of their worst losses of the season. 7-1, Minnesota wins here at home against the Sox, and the White Sox will come back tomorrow and try to split this series. The goal was a split. You hoped for more. After you won that 13-inning game, you felt like it was possible, but the Twins have been able to bounce back and win the next two. And it shows just how hard it is to beat this team right now. They're a team that's at the crest. We're a team on the come-up. We get another shot at them tomorrow. Ketamaeda takes the win, six innings pitched. Three hits, no walks, six strikeouts, no earned runs. Dallas Keuchel pitched the same amount of innings. Six innings pitched, six hits, two walks, three earned runs. He had eight that he struck out. Maeda is actually the player of the game for the Twins. Encarnacion would be the best offensive player for the White Sox. Two for four, the double and an RBI. Luis Robert went one for four. Jimenez went one for four, the double and a run scored. And after that, everybody else just had walks. There weren't very many hits in this game as the White Sox only get seven total. 12 for the Twins. They beat us 7-1. We'll be back tomorrow. A very hot Dylan Cease, who has been on fire as of late. Even taking the loss last week, he only gave up two runs over seven. The problem was John Gray almost no hit us. And that was the only shutout we've taken all season long. And this is only the third time in total that a team has held us to one run or less. So we'll be back tomorrow. Please check out our advertisers, Family Waterproofing Solutions. Our thanks to DP3Tech. Check them out. Make sure you support our sponsors, Cork and Carry at the Park. This is the podcast doing White Sox simulated baseball every day since opening day. And we're here for you. For as long as it takes, the podcast for fans, by fans, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on SocksInTheBasement.com.